Hi, I'm Kevin DeCristofano. I'm Sean Flanagan. We are the Ninja Turtle Nerds. We are your weekly podcast uh, for reviewing <laughs> the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one comic book at a time. And we're going to do that today. We're going to take it one issue at a time. And today we're talking about issue 26 of the Mirage series. How's your week been, Sean? It's been good. You know, uh, I've been trying to get back through my back catalog comics. So I, I got my June books, but now that... Oh, you know what really bugs me about that is what? there's uh, a, at least one, possibly two books that during the pandemic that I have in my poll that one of the issues was digital only. Oh. So like now I'm always going to think there's a whole, like I'm missing an issue. What did it's they do digital only? I wasn't going to say it on the show because I didn't want to be wrong, but I think it's Ghost Spider, the Spider-Gwen comic. They I went... think they did an issue, one issue digital only. Well, that's weird. I mean, I guess it's not surprising, but yeah, so I've been trying to... Yeah. They did it for a few. They did it for a few books that are like you know barely anyone buys, and that was one of them. Uh, but I buy it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so I, I, mean, I really I, do. I really like the ghost, the the ghost spider, spider Gwen, whatever you want to call her. I really like her whole universe and her whole vibe. And I, there was a great storyline at one point where Miles Morales was over there, and uh, I don't know. It's really really cool. I I love any kind of alternate universe. I'm always a sucker for that. So like. Every every time I'm like, oh, that's what's different. Oh, that's what's different. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all the little differences in her universe. It's like, like uh, uh, Matt Murdock is the kingpin in that universe. Things like that. I mean, I have to check more of her stuff out. I haven't really read much of it. It's all on Marvel on Marvel Unlimited. That's like the best. What is it like? Seven bucks? I don't even know what it is, but it's the best. It's the best. However much money I spend a month. <laughs> So, yeah, I've been, I don't know, like, Immortal Hulk's the one I like the most, and they're on issue 30-something, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell's going on in this book anymore, so I'm just going to restart it. And then uh, I watched the Watchmen series that HBO did. Oh, nice. Yeah, I saw it on Hulu. I thought about checking it out. They put it up for free, HBO did. Uh, I liked it. it. It's a sequel to the comic, not the movie. Um, they do some interesting stuff, so it's set 30 years after 1985. Silk Spectre 2, Dr. Manhattan, and Ozymandias are the only ones who appear in it from Watchmen. But, no, it, it's very interesting. I, I didn't think it was amazing. It kind of uh, left a little bit desired at the end, but, no, I, I liked it. It's only nine episodes, so I was doing that two at a time. So, yeah, I mean, if you... If you like Watchmen, I know that's another, I like the book, but that's another book you like more than I do. Uh, it's worth checking out. I might check it. I don't know. I I've been, I have been feeling DC a lot lately, though. Like, like, like another thing I've been doing DC-related is um, I've been reading a lot of Superman, and I just read for the first time Crisis on Infinite Earths. Oh and boy. I think I'm going to try to like read like the main DC characters from that point forward until like you know however far i can i can find the issues for but uh yeah i'm gonna try to keep up with the main justice league like you know the core people superman wonder woman batman uh flash and aquaman i think i'm gonna try to go from like crisis forward for the first time aquaman will be easy because i know he's very sporadic 
Oh yeah, yeah. Turtles wise, I'm almost done with the 2012 series and uh, volume 11 of the hardcover IDW got pushed back again. So now I got to wait till September to get that. But it's it's all paid. But you got that third color classic. Yeah, I'm gonna wait on it though because I had just bought the black and white of it. So I was like, eh. <laughs> stupid money to get things. Why can't things just be bartering? <laughs> Speaking of the comics we're here to talk about, <laughs> we're here to talk about issue 26, which is in volume two of those color classics, I believe. Uh, came out in October of 1989, so there's still one month going. And 42 pages. And Sean, I've got, I've got a big note here. I don't know if you noticed this. Written by Rick Vitek, art by Rick Vitek, just like the last two. Yep. Letters by Gary Fields. No, I did not notice that. Steve abandoned us. What happened to Steve Levine? He's been doing letters for every issue since issue six. I went back and checked. So this is where his run gets hiccuped. We'll have to pay attention next issue and see if he's back. All right. Like, I wonder what happened. Steve Levine, Steve Levine couldn't do letters. Did you notice the letters were different? Because I didn't. No, no, I, I, I didn't even notice he, he wasn't. I'm just so used to it. I assume that it was him. Yeah. Well, because he switches his style a lot. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but his like, it's not like he does the exact same lettering in every issue. So, no, he, he he's. I try to pay attention to the way he switches it up, just because it's interesting to me. Because it's one of those areas in comics where I'm just, I've never like took the time to go. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Like, so yeah, there's a there's an art form to it, and I, you know, other than that one spelling error we whacked him on, I I think he's been pretty consistent. <laughs> so, so the name of this issue is Old Man River. So all three of them had river in the title. There's Old Man River. Last issue was River Him, and the first one was oh, what was the first one the river i think the first one was down to the river they get they get a little of folk song title thing going yeah it fits with their alan moore swamp thing vibe <laughs> so old man river let's look at this cover here of the three this is my favorite of the interchangeable covers so i i like this cover but it's bizarre to me that it looks like donatello is turning into Raphael. <laughs> i could see like it being like an evolution thing yeah so the three turtles are kind of lined up and, and that's another thing about these covers they're hard to describe because they're very generic it's just the four turtles swinging their weapons and yelling uh <laughs> on a you know spiral background so it's it's not like the other covers where we could describe specific things happening but it's a good cover like i said like i said last issue this would be a good poster i'd hang it up oh yeah so, on to the interior. I got a note that I want to get out of the way All right, right away. Go ahead. In between issues, this uh, leech. Is he a leech? Yeah, he's a leech. Yeah, leech, right? Why does that sound wrong? Uh, so, <laughs> Bloodsucker. That, that, that Bloodsucker is his name. We'll call him that. Uh, Bloodsucker. He is jacked. Like, he is Bane breaking Batman's back jacked like i have seen hulk drawn with less muscles well he just ate that other guy last issue still get the mutagen <laughs> blood in him so 
So know. clearly they're they're gonna make this like the showdown because there's a full page of him just like show he's like walking, he's got his stride going, and he's just like I, I think the best thing the best comparison I could come up with is what I said. Like it reminded me of Bane in the storyline where he broke Batman. See I'm surprised he didn't try to that's what they should do in an issue is have have him break one of the turtles over his knee, but then he just shatters his knee because of their shell. <laughs> I didn't think this through. <laughs> yeah, it's it, I see the Bane thing. That would be but a cool like like that would be a cool parody poster or something. Yeah. Like Bane like screaming while he's there. Okay. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I like that. So you went with Bane. That panel to me reminded me of Doomsday walking to Metropolis. Oh yeah. But that hasn't happened yet. No, I know. No. I don't think either of those things have happened yet. Oh no, definitely not. No, now that I think of it, you're right. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. No, I, I thought you were gonna comment on the way the beginning is written a little, it annoys me to no end. I hate hate hate. The, the the phrase the rat sat is used <laughs> this is not dr seuss so that's what happened sean the rat sat i know but it oh i don't know it just it bothers me and so I, the rat I, sat I, and uh, abenak uh built a canoe at, like where'd the canoe come from <laughs> Well, first we should explain what Ratsat is. Ratsat is the is Splinter is meditating, and he helps them track down Bloodsucker, who's basically making his way upstream. He's Splinter's still doing his thing where he meditates and oversees everything. Uh, then they go over to Casey and April, who are working on that the the, the car, which is broken down, I guess, in between issues because it wasn't broken down at the end of last one, right? No. And that's where that's where Abenak finds the canoe under uh under like brush and oh, they explain the convenience he didn't make it it was there and they explain away the convenience by saying that it's a sign that the old man is helping them and introduced in this issue is the old man it's this thing albanak keeps talking about well he was in like a panel at the end of the last issue i think that's the last thing you see but he's really heavy in this one in the old man is basically like the river god. I guess you could think of him as that. Like he controls everything that's going on down in this river. And that's why they're trying to find him so they can fix wrath and they can, uh, and they can maybe make him make bloodsucker go away. And, uh, th this is the old man's where Casey draws the line. Well, also the canoe only held four. Yeah. But he specifically so, was really like, no old man. Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> Well, because he still looks like zombie Casey, so he doesn't want to, you know, have to talk to another old man. He's too cranky. It's <laughs> <laughs> past his bedtime. So before they leave, though, there's a cool moment where Leonardo sees Raphael, who's still demutated, by the way. He's just the size of a normal turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He fights a weasel. He's fighting like a weasel. Yeah. Yep. And, and Donatello's like, oh, we got to help him. And Leo's like, no, 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 no. He's got this. I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, he's got this. <laughs> I thought it was funnier if it was like, no, I just want to. I want to see how this plays out. <laughs> and yeah, Raphael bites the weasel like on the neck, and the, the the weasel runs away. Like so, he's still got his personality in there. So then, anyway, the turtles and Abenak head up river in the canoe. Uh, Abenak tells the turtles about who this old man is. He reminded me of. 
in uh, this is only like one listener is going to know what I'm talking about here. So this is for you, buddy. Um, it really the old man really and he's drawn exactly like him too. Reminded me of in Final Fantasy IX when you uh, crash near a watery area and you get Ramu, the summon, the the thunder summon guy for the first time. He really reminded me of that Ramu. So enjoy that. You're welcome. That one guy, because you're welcome, listener who understood what I'm talking about. So. Uh, yeah, the turtles, Abenak, they head up river. Abenak tells him about the old man. and I just like how ridiculous he, some of his like narration about the old man is. Yeah, the, the issue does get a little wordy. I'll give you that. He is leaky like the river after a great rain. You know, <laughs> he might be leaky because he's an old man and doesn't have bladder control. <laughs> So all of a sudden the canoe turns. Oh, first we see that Bloodsucker is like spying on them Tarzan style from like the shadows up above uh, near some vines. And then suddenly the canoe turns over and everyone's surprised to see all these fish kind of like carrying them upstream or downstream some direction on the stream. Um, They're kind of like surfing on these fish like they like stand up. So I, I've got two bad jokes about the fish thing in a row here. Alrighty. It'd take a thousand fish with more firepower than I'd ever seen to tip a canoe. <laughs> <laughs> and they're soul surfing. Oh, soul surfing. Uh, Tweet at us if, if you want him to, you know, <laughs> FedEx me a punch in the face for those. But <laughs> So they go, the comic, I forget who says it. It's probably Abenak says that, they go as far as Abenach's dreams have revealed to him. It's very vague, but they, they go as far as he's seen in his dreams. And the turtles are also kind of like shaky about this. They feel like they're walking into a trap. Yeah. And then Michelangelo sees ornaments on the pine trees thinking about Christmas, which is interesting because he had the Christmas one shot too. He's the Christmas turtle officially. <laughs> Donatello does hot water. And Michelangelo does Christmas. Raph uh, pushes the storyline ahead. Michelangelo is a Christmas dude. (laughs) Holly! (laughs) 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 What's like a Christmas term that sounds like party? I don't know. Holly! (laughs) (laughs) Frostbite! (laughs) All right. um, (laughs) So, so, yeah, he sees the ornaments on the trees and, uh, like, the stones start speaking, telling them that they were placed there by druids long before Christianity existed, stuff like that. And then we go back to Splinter. And his meditation is not going so good. Um, <laughs> he senses he senses that they're, they're walking into a trap. And then we go back to the turtles and the old man has appeared. Ramu from Final Fantasy IX. For that one listener. And to and Donnie's he, dismay, they were looking for an old man only to discover a very old man. <laughs> and they asked the you know, they asked point blank. They're like, hey, can you fix what's going on with Raphael? He's demutated and we don't like it. And the old man is like, Well, I could probably fix it. I mean, I'm the one that did it. And everyone's like, bah, bah, bah. <laughs> And and then Bloodsucker 
shows up and everything is happening. Just everything's happening at once. So the turtles are, you know, mad that the, the old man sent Bloodsucker after Raphael. Like, and they're just mad about the whole situation. But still, his evil plan, more build up, more explanation than, you know, Rise of Skywalker. Well, I thought it was kind of silly that, like, like you literally get his logic for, like, half a second before you're like, wait a minute. Like, his logic is, like, at one point he's like, well, who's worse? I mean, sure, Bloodsucker is a mutant, but you three are mutant turtles as well. That goes against nature. You both go against nature. And it's like, yeah, but only one of these groups is murdering people. <laughs> or at least unprovoked murdering people. I guess the turtles do kill foot soldiers, but... I don't know. I really feel like if you look at the big picture here, it is clear that they're not the same thing. Well, he gives up on it really easy. So Bloodsucker shows up. There's the, there's you know big old battle. Uh, he Bloodsucker starts feasting on the turtles, and Raph swims over and bites his toe, and yes. it, he like basically raises, he, it knocks him off balance, and they they fall through this waterfall area. This is all in like a cave with like waterfalls. It, it reminded me of the the area where they have like the trials in um, in Black Panther. Oh yeah, yeah. Not okay. the trial, but whatever you call that ceremony they did where they fight. It's it that's kind of the area they're in. It's, it's like a cliff slash cave slash waterfall. Uh, then then you go to Leonardo in the waterfall, and he's all like groggy from the bloodsucker just being on him and he he's having trouble like remembering why he's there and then all of a sudden boom bloodsucker is back and eventually where the fight's going is bloodsucker is like attacked by a large turtle and they the turtles look at it and they start to realize that that's Raphael. he's growing back yeah and then they fall behind the falls and eventually it's just like the, the foreshadowing earlier in the issue with the weasel. They're like, you know, like, no, let him do it. And, and, and he does. And he, he ends up coming back. Raphael comes back through the, the waterfall. No more bloodsucker. Or so you think. And while we were watching all that happen, <laughs> somehow Abanak has uh, assumed the role of Rivermaster. No more old man. I wasn't quite clear about how that happened, but somehow during the skirmish, uh, Abanak was able to get a promotion to Rivermaster, and there's no more, no more removed from Final Fantasy IX. Yeah, the so the Splinter and the 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 old man have this really cool water fight, which again, it I love how the art is through the whole issue, and then yeah. It wasn't 100% clear to me, but the old man basically starts to do what Raph was doing, so aging backwards. It It's very disturbing. <laughs> it's He's very, Benjamin Buttoning. Yeah, it's very, very dark stuff because he eventually becomes an embryo, and then Bloodsucker eats him because <laughs> he's a regular mm -hmm. leech again. So it's a very... Very, very grim ending. <laughs> like, I know we mentioned this artist worked on Swamp Thing, but I ha I did get some really big Alan Moore vibes from this issue specifically. Yeah, 
Yeah, especially plot points with all the uh, the less eloquent argument of, well, you're mutants, you're against nature. I, Alan Moore would actually have fleshed that out. <laughs> but no, it's a really good issue. I I agree with you. The first issue of the this three-part arc's the best, but there's a lot of really cool moments in this one. You know, if, if nothing I, Yeah, else, I really like the part where Leonardo was standing in the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Uh, during the battle. It, it actually really reminded me of... Even though he's not like trying to overcome anything, just like it seemed, it subtly reminded me of the Amazing Spider-Man thirty-three. If this be my destiny, oh like, yeah, yeah. And I don't, know, I don't know if that's just water falling on a character <laughs> or what, but like, because there's no story thing, there's no story connection. It just slightly reminded me of that. It's I mean, I guess they are visual. fighting an uphill battle against Bloodsucker at that point. Again, it's it's great art that really I feel like through the whole arc the art sells this storyline more so than the writing. And it's not that the writing's No, bad. you know what though? With the writing, I'm gonna say, like, one thing we haven't really talked about is I feel like besides the artwork, one of the reasons this story works is because you care about the turtles and you care like it's a great story because you feel so bad. Like you, stu- they could have done a little bit better of reminding us in the second and third parts about how the turtles kind of feel like this was their fault because they pressured yeah. Raphael into getting bit by that leech in the first place. But you just feel so bad for Raphael when he's the little baby turtle, and in the second issue as well. And then in this issue, you finally start to see like you start rooting for him when he's fighting that weasel, and then. When you see another, when you see him bite Bloodsucker's toe, you're like, yeah, like get in there and uh, like because you care and you want Raphael to be able to come back. Like there, there is, there is story here that that gets you. Uh, it got me going. It got me. Uh, yeah, it got it, me like rooting for it. I think it's just that they they get away from that story so much in the well, second part. Well, here's the thing too. This is, I think, one of the first times. It's not the first time, but it's one of the first times that the turtles are like... The the whole point of the story is that the turtles are a family and they miss a member of their family. Like, it's a very family-heavy storyline. Like, like the theme is that they want their family back together with a little bit of don't pollute thrown in. (laughs) Give a hoot, don't pollute. Um, But... Yeah, it's like it's like one of the first examples where they're starting to see that them wanting to stay as a unit and supporting each other as brothers is yeah, what works yeah. about these characters. This does it better than a later issue will do that does mm-hmm. use that as the narrative thread, but because of the way it depicts the turtles, it doesn't work as well. But yeah, I, I guess it's just the fact that the second issue kind of diverts so much that and it's hard to notice those things because like we take it for granted we're reading these issues with all modern turtles knowledge in our brain it's hard to like take all that out for a second and be like oh yeah this is like okay one of the like i i remember during the triceraton story they mentioned it a few times like you know their brotherhood their whole brotherly bond and but it it doesn't come up as much as it does in modern turtle turtles, which is like almost every issue at this point, and it, it's 
completely about family at this point. It, you, you're starting to see them realize, hey, there's something here. Like there's something where this is a part of what makes this story good and what makes, and by story, I mean like what makes the turtles something people want to read. I didn't think of it in that way, but yeah, you're right. It, it's hard to read these because it's not like, oh, this is the first time we've read Ninja Turtles stuff. <laughs> you know, because yeah, no, you remember, I think it was issue, whatever the first, no, not the first, uh, the issue with the scream cover and like it. I honestly, it wasn't until the day we were going to record that I realized, oh, the mask on this is purple. That's the first time we've seen the cartoon seep into the, the comic book yeah. is, is we know this is Donatello with a purple mask, but everywhere throughout they have, they still have their red masks. So right. that was like, and it's, and it's, it's the type of thing you don't notice unless you're looking for it. It's hard to unsee what you know. So yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting to go ahead and start to kind of see how these things are going to start popping out more and becoming, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, you know, the uncle Ben, the, those type of tropes that you associate with the turtles that make it what it is that, you know, and love. And again, uh, this artist <laughs> does another issue down the road, which is one of my favorite issues. Cause it's just such a unique, um, imaginative story. So I'm looking forward to when we get to that. I know that's before the season ends, but yeah. It's interesting to see how the guest error can be really good, like this, or just be really interesting, but you never need to read it again like other issues. When you said turtle tropes, it, rem it I, I went in my head like through the different ones, and it made me realize that the, this is kind of an example of a turtle trope of Raphael leaves <laughs> the, 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 the three it's kind of an example of that trope where the, it, it always seems to be you know Leo Donnie and Mikey um picking up after Raph it's <laughs> it, it, I mean it in this one they're, they're rooting on for him but it would be really interesting to see if there are any stories in the future where well I get I know IDW has a great one where it's Donatello that's out so, but that's like five years from now, podcast time. Um, <laughs> so look forward to that, listeners. Now let me try to do a summary. So, okay, so we pick up right where the last one left off. The car, Splinter's still meditating. The car is broken down. But luckily, by coincidence, there's a canoe right where the car broke down. So Abanak is either, you know saying that this was destined to be by the old man or they just stole somebody's canoe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys need help with that car? No, we're good. Yeah, Where the hell's my some, canoe? <laughs> some poor guy uses that canoe to get to work and get home every day. Um, so Canoes so yeah, of the they bike go down store. the river on the canoe. <laughs> they find the old man and then... This also reminded me of Final Fantasy. There's a lot of times in Final Fantasy where you get to a character that your quest has been taking you to. And they get to the old man. And, like, your quest takes you there. And then it's like, surprise, I'm actually behind the evil. And then you have to fight the person that you were this whole journey. Final Fantasy X does that multiple times where you, you, you're like, we got to get to this guy. He'll solve all our problems. And then you get to the guy and he's like, actually, I run the evil. 
<laughs> like you know what I mean? Like like that happens multiple times. So so yeah, they get to the old man and he's like actually I'm the one who was making him demutate, which I love. I haven't mentioned this yet. I love that detail just for the fact that him demutating didn't completely make sense. Like it was like, well, yeah, a leech drained some of his mutant blood, so I get why the leech is mutating. But it didn't drain all. I even said in the first issue when we were talking with Audrey, like it didn't. I don't feel like it drained all of his blood. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad that got explained. So anyway, yeah, then Bane Bloodsucker shows up and they fight and Raphael bites him, says Mew, and um, and then he de demutates or remutates and. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, the brothers are back together again. The old man turns into a single-celled organism that the the leech eats. And that's the dun-dun-dun, will-we-get-a-sequel moment. Um, Abenok is now the old man of the river. Uh, the white kids still have his tomahawk. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. That's the whole the, the summary of the story. Let me summarize. You know what? I bet I could summarize all three issues quicker than that. So let me see if I can. So Raphael gets bit by a leech. He demutates. See, you don't even need the second issue because that's right from there. I would say they meet an Indian. He tells them of a river god. They go to the river god. The river god says he's behind it all. They fight the mutated leech. Everything's back to normal. That's the summary of the whole trilogy. All right. Do that with the sequel trilogy. Make it that long. So there's a Dark Vader that has a Star War, and that's the sequel. Oh, you sequel trilogy. I thought you said prequel trilogy. Sorry. So anyway, that <laughs> that's uh, issue 26. I mean, good lord, we're we're almost through season one here of the show. It's crazy. Yeah, we're getting we're getting there. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening. You can support us by following us on the socials. Uh, we are at TMNT Nerds on Twitter. We're at TMNT Nerds on Instagram. You can email us at where the heck are we on the emails, Sean? Our Ninja Turtle Nerds at gmail.com. Wrong. TMNT Nerds at gmail.com. It's the same thing. I should have known that. So all the socials are at TMNT Nerds. <laughs> and. The Patreon's the only different one. That's you search the name of the podcast on Patreon, The Ninja Turtle Nerds. And if you can't kick us any money, what you can do is leave us a review. It helps people find the show when they're searching on their internets and they're trying to be like, I want to try a Ninja Turtle podcast, but I don't know where to go. There's like 10 Ninja Turtle. Because I remember when I started, right before we started this show, I did my research to make sure you know, hey, is this something a hundred people have done? And there's a, it's not, first off, most of the Ninja Turtle shows talk about the cartoons, but the the thing that I found is there's like 10 Ninja Turtle shows that aren't being made anymore, but they still come up when you search for a Ninja Turtle podcast. So like, like they haven't updated since like 2015, you know what I'm saying? Or 2016, like they haven't updated in forever. But their search result is high because when people listen to the show, people left lots of reviews and, and participated. So 
If you want to get us above those shows that are dead in the water, leave us a review. <laughs> um, and that's all I have to say about that. So <laughs> thank you guys very much for listening. And we'll see you next week to start a new storyline that is not part of this trilogy for issue 27 of the Mirage Ninja Turtles comic book. Thank you.